0: studio one at the worldwide headquarters of espn
1: and from studio hd in atlanta georgia this is fitz and harry on espn radio the espn app and on sirius xm channel 80
2: Sometimes the playoffs are about once-in-a-lifetime opportunities. They're about memories. They're about all of the moments you wait so long for. Every single year as a fan you beg and plead for the playoffs. But sometimes the playoffs are squarely about pressure. And it's not just Mike McCarthy that should be feeling that this weekend. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, SiriusXM, Channel 80, and your smart speakers just say Hey! play ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. We'll get to pressure in a second Harry, I got to tell you something. I got to confess something to you. This morning, I got up Mm -hmm. really early. Right, I got up super early this morning because I wanted to play with Annabelle my dog uh, before I went and tried this new workout thing for the first time uh, our buddy Michael Jr. talked me into trying Orange Theory so I went mm-hmm. and I did an Orange Theory class this morning Right, so I started Orange I, I made it through the whole hour I got all of this great uh, like I, they give you like a report afterwards I kicked butt everybody came up they're like that was so good for your first hour class I'm now at the spot where my legs are numb and if I stand up I feel like I'm going to fall <laughs> on my face so if, if you hear a crash if you hear a crash coming from the studio it means I did like the full Oprah and just like slid out of my chair because i've lost all i 've lost all power on my legs it's
3: it's gone That's, I love it I love every bit of it I mean okay. now, now you now you know how we used to feel like on a daily basis but
2: well this is this is what happens when you uh, this is what happens when you don't work out enough and now all of a sudden I'm trying something new you know who always works out. Too. Sean Merriman, and uh, he joins us now hanging out with us. Uh, Sean, appreciate you hanging out with us. Thanks so much for the time. Uh, obviously, we've been talking a lot today about Chargers pressure, specifically because of the playoff expectations that teams have had for years with this roster. Do you feel like even though they haven't been to the playoffs, there's still a strange amount of pressure on them in this playoff to perform well?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, Anytime you got a quarterback like Justin Herbert, two outstanding wide receivers, uh, Austin Eckler, Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa, Derwin James, I mean, the list goes on and on. Uh, you have to win. Um, and so they're put in this situation, even after all the injuries they had this year, if you if you told me they'll still have an opportunity to be in the playoffs after, you know, suffering all the injuries they had, I would have said that that wasn't possible, but they're here. But no doubt about it, this is a must-win game for them.
3: Now, when you look at the Chargers this season, they haven't been good stopping the run. They also play of defensively a high a high amount of man coverage, and we know Trevor Lawrence this season has been phenomenal against man coverage. Are you worried about the guys on the back end in the secondary for the Chargers?
1: Well, not not really. Outside of this last game that they that they had, um, the last four or five games, I mean, they they ranked you know number one in a, a several different defensive categories. But you're right. Um, you know, Trevor Lawrence, once he gets out there on the edge and he starts moving around and that cover one and guys getting open, he, become, you know, he becomes a problem. Uh, and that's why it's more important for, for those outside linebackers and pass rushers to keep him in the pocket. Uh, even if you don't get a sack, you've got to pressure those offensive tackles and guards enough where he can't step up and deliver a great football. You know, he's, uh, he, he's had a 180 uh, since the new coaching staff and things like that, and uh, so he got a lot of respect. Outside of that, man, that defense, that Jacksonville Jaguars defense, those young, hungry, what I call lions up there that's getting after you, they're playing with a lot of confidence right now.
2: What do you do, Sean? Because, you know, as you guys are talking about some of the Chargers defensive issues, I think about J.C. Jackson, who I know had some up and down moments in his limited time, but it was very limited because of injury. They paid him a ton of money. The injury bug bites this franchise all the time. What do you do when it just seems like you're in a cycle year out and year in and year out where guys, for different reasons, constantly get hurt?
1: Well, you know, I, I made a joke, uh, you know, mid season about all Chargers fans getting together and, and having uh, you know, some kind of spiritual moment where uh <laughs> you can overcome these injuries because we have seen stuff this year with as far as the injuries of Rashawn Slater going down, uh Joey Bosa for six plus games, Khalil Mack at one point. I think Mike Williams in Caen Island has only played like six games or something like that together this year. It just it's been a wild ride. Um all that being said, they can fix that by going out and getting a big win on Saturday.
3: Now, I got to ask you about your quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, who, I mean, excuse me, uh, Justin Herbert, who for three years in a row has been amazing, but this is going to be his first playoff uh, appearance. What are your thoughts on the growth of Justin Herbert so far?
1: You know, to watch him, and and, because obviously I'm still pretty close to the organization, when you're talking about a leader, uh, and and it's, it's a little different from the quarterback who I played with with Phillip. Um, Justin Herbert, man, he has this leadership quality about him that just leads the pack. Also too, uh, his physical attributes. Uh, When you see him in person, you're like, oh man, this guy looks like a tight end or defensive end. And watch him running around and being able to throw a deep ball down the field while getting hit. Um, There's only a few quarterbacks. I would say one or two quarterbacks in the National Football League that has that kind of it factor. Um, And one of them is in the division. So it's, um, you know, it's been, it's been great to watch his growth, but no doubt about it, uh, you know, you have a window in this game, right? I don't care how great your team is. I played some great teams, but you have a very small window to go out and get it done.
2: We're talking to uh, Chargers' great Sean Merriman. Sean, let's talk to you about Lights Out Extreme Fighting. You guys got an event coming up, what, this weekend, right? Uh, so, obviously, you can check that out on Furbo Sports. Uh, what's going on, brother?
1: Yeah, we got a huge fight this Saturday uh, starting at 6 p.m., We'll be live on Fubo Sports, live on Fubo TV. So if you don't have Fubo, get it. Um, I, you know, I have my my uh, head of production got to set up a TV right outside the cage, so I could be watching, uh, you know, some of the game while watching the fights at the same time. Uh, click back and forth. They got amazing features where you can see both, and, and it, it's not that hard to flip back from the game and watch the fight as well. And obviously, as the game over, the fight, uh, you can catch the tail end of the fight. But we have a big fight this Saturday, lights out extreme fight on Fubo TV. Make sure you check us out.
2: Hey man, what man, makes
3: light for you might everybody? Have to th- get me on that, man. Yeah. I might have to go on that myself. Wait, you're you gonna know? go fight? I can Harry? fight pretty well. No,
2: Harry, you, I, I've, I've seen you, dude. Like you're not in fighting shape. Sean can still get out there and fight. You can't fight, uh, Harry. Let,
3: come on, uh, you test, you tested and just see. Yeah,
2: that's fair, Sean. What makes lights out <laughs> different for anyone that hasn't checked it out? Like, what would you say makes you guys different? You know, for one, there's a lot of uh,
1: there's a lot of hungry, up-and-coming fighters is looking for a great platform to prolong their career. And obviously having a partnership with Fubo, you know, you get seen all over the country. In this country, in the U.S., also this fight is our first international um, showing, where we'll be shown, shown in Canada and France, some parts of Spain. So it's our first global event. But more importantly, me being a former athlete, man, I know what it takes. I've been through it. I've trained with a lot of these guys before in the past. Um, and just giving them another opportunity and a great platform to, to come out and showcase their talents, man. These there's so many great fighters that just don't have an opportunity. So we're, we're giving them an opportunity. Also, by the way, I'm, I'm currently transitioning, uh, you know, some former NFL guys to lights out extreme fighting. Uh, one in particular, I'm waiting for him to get done with the XFL so we can, uh, so he can take a fight. Uh, but we have a lot of former guys that are now looking into transitioning with us.
2: Harry, don't yeah. leave this show, Harry. Harry, you don't see leave-
3: that? Uh, there's a lot of ex guys, uh, NFL guys, XFL guys, know, whatever Sean, you want. Sean, this is what I have to do. Football-wise and the football ranks that are transitioning into fighting.
2: Yeah, wide receiver. None of them are wide receivers. Sean, we appreciate your time. Everybody, you can check out the live stream starts 9 p.m. Eastern on Fubo Sports. Thanks so much for hanging out with us, brother. We appreciate it.
1: You got it, man. Thanks for having me on. Uh,
2: you know, Harry, I, I look.
3: How dare you rain on my parade? I, mean,
2: I, I just. Look, I, it's because you, you look so dainty. Th- that's the thing. You're that, dainty. That's,
3: that's why I'm undefeated, because a lot of people look at me and like, oh, you know, he's slim. Don't know I'm strong. Okay. You know, he's scrawny. My Don't question I'm is, strong.
2: here's the real question. If you went in, because now now suddenly you're talking, talking me into this. If you decided to transition over to becoming a fighter, could I sit ringside? And wear a shirt that just says Adrian so that you could yell out Adrian in the middle of the fight. Like, now we got something to make it for the content. Like, <laughs> just start yelling out my name. And, like, obviously, Adrian's not my name, but still, like, it, like I could be your Adrian.
3: I was so thrown off. I was like, why is he saying Adrian? Your name is Jason.
2: Rocky. Rocky. Have you never seen Rocky, Harry? My God! Uh, look, uh,
3: okay. Uh, I mean, I wasn't going there. Rock, Rocky is boxing, right? Okay,
2: okay, okay. Uh, exactly. Uh, do Do you buy what uh, what Sean's <laughs> talking about? By the way, like I know this. De- he mentioned the defense has played a little better over the last few weeks. You buying the Chargers' defense against the Jags? I'm not.
3: I, I just got to see it. I got to see it for for me to actually believe it. And I, I mean, I've seen that defense at this entire season, and I watched a lot of their games, um, on, on on my computer. And I, I just and going into this matchup, the Jaguars now. And they've been able to do this against a lot of opponents. They see the Tennessee Titans. They know the Tennessee Titans have a good run defense. Okay, so they're going to pass the football. And they've been able to do that successfully. But also, if they want to rush the football against a team who is not good against the run, in which the first time these two teams played, I think Travis Etienne had 100 yards. I think they can also do that as well. So uh, playoff football is a different brand. So we're going to see if it brings out the best in the Chargers.
2: Yeah, this is not your father's Jacksonville Jags. That's all I'm saying. It's not your grandma's Jacksonville Jags. This team playing different over the last few. I know it didn't always look pretty against the Titans, but I'm, I'm interested to see what they look like under the pressure, under the lights, under the, the the pressure cooker known as the NFL playoffs. Now, there are 14 teams in the NFL playoffs, and that starts this weekend. You know that. That means there are 18 teams, much like my beloved Raiders, sitting at home. How many of those teams will be in the playoffs next year? We'll figure it out. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio.
0: Yeah, yeah. Fitz and Harry, the podcast.
3: Harry
1: Douglas is HD to everyone. Uh,
0: that's exactly how we know it.
1: But what's HD to Harry?
0: This is actually going to be interesting.
1: Let's play Is That HD to You?
2: Fitz and Area on ESPN Radio, the ESPN App Series XM Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, presented by Progressive Insurance. And you know what we're gonna do. Is it HD to you? HD like high def? HD like Harry Douglas? The question is, crystal clear high def to Harry Douglas? Is it HD to HD? Do I get to chime in on these or not? I don't I don't really know how that's going to work. Uh, what I do know is that Devin, uh, producer extraordinaire, has the headphones on, and Devin is going to give you a team, Harry Douglas, that did not make the playoffs this year. You're going to have to figure out if they're bouncing back next year, and then I'm going to ridicule your decision one way or the other. Are you ready to play the game, Harry? Let's go. Devin, do you feel pressure? I always feel pressure. Okay, don't screw this up, Devin. <laughs> what do you got first?
4: All right, the first team up, the New England Patriots, Harry.
3: This is HD because I am banking on Bill O'Brien going back and being the offensive coordinator for the New England Patriots. That's the only way this is HD, so I'm, I'm going to envision that right now, that Bill O'Brien is going to go back and be the offensive coordinator because we look at the Patriots this season, the only thing that really hurt them was a quarterback position, but the quarterback position also didn't have an offensive coordinator that was capable of putting him in the positions to be successful. So I'm going to go HD.
2: The only thing that hurt the Patriots this year was Bill Belichick because he made all the decisions that got them where they are this year. It's his fault that they didn't have the right offensive coordinator. It's his fault that they don't have the right personnel. It's his fault that things didn't go the way that it was supposed to go this year. So if the answer to give it more Bill Belichick, my answer is, nah, I don't see that clearly at all. Uh, Harry's over for 1 in my mind. Mm.
4: next team up the Pittsburgh Steelers (laughs) Harry HD to you or no I see this as HD as
3: well Uh, Mike Tomlin has not had a losing season since becoming the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers I like the growth of Kenny Pickett to go along with George Pickens and Najee Harris and Pat Frymout. and as long as you have Fitzpatrick in the back end of that defense as long as you have TJ Watt rushing the passer and Cam Hayward up front I think this team is going to be successful Uh, they By the skin of their teeth, missed the the playoffs this season, so I I see them making it next year.
2: Yeah, uh, this time you're actually right uh, about whether or not this is crystal clear. Uh, It's definitely HD because, let's face it, this year was not good for the Steelers, and they still won nine games. Like, at this point, you win nine games, you're always on the cusp. So all i got to ask for the Steelers to make the playoffs is for it to go a tiny bit better than it did this year. So I think the Steelers are a playoff team next year. I I think Harry got that one right. What do you got next, Dev? Next team up
4: the Indianapolis Colts, Harry. HD or no? Shoot.
3: Lies, lies, lies. This is not HD. I cannot see this being crystal clear. Um, the offensive line had some issues this season. Also, the playmaking ability on, on the outside. Alec Pierce, he did a decent enough job for this team, but I'm talking about explosiveness. Uh, explosiveness, uh, A wide receiver that can go get you a catch over any and everybody. Michael Pittman, I thought he took a step back this season. Uh, I, I need some more tight ends, but the offensive line and the quarterback position, I just don't see it happening for the Colts. Too, much, too many needs.
2: Yeah, I have too hard of a time trying to figure out what their organization's going to look like. We don't really know any of the answers of how they're going to be better next year, so... I don't think this one's crystal clear at all. We're playing, is that HD to HD? High def, crystal clear to our very own Harry Douglas. I'm just a sidekick in the sidecar here talking the smack the whole way. Devin is giving us the teams. We're figuring out if they're going to make the playoffs next year. Devin, what do you got next?
4: Next team up, the Los Angeles Rams, Harry.
3: I cannot see this in HD. This is not clear to me. They have O-line issues in which we watched this season. Uh, Sean McVay, I think he just – did he mention this morning that he's going to come back and be the coach? The fact that that was even an issue, right? You got the offensive coordinator going back to University of Kentucky to be the offensive coordinator there. I think they don't have much draft capital that they can rely on. Matthew Stafford, he's still up in the air. So I'm going to go no.
2: Yeah, it's too hard, again, for me to find enough things that I can truly bank on, right? Like uh, it, There's just a moment for me where I, I look at this and say, ah, no, it's not clear. There's nothing about it that's clear. I can't bet on them.
4: All right, next team up, Harry, you know them. Dear and dear to your heart, the Atlanta Falcons.
3: I'm going to go yes. I'm going to go yes with this football team. And the simple fact that this is a team, granted, should have made the playoffs this year um, if they just knew how to finish. And a lot of that non-finishing came from the quarterback position and decision-making at uh, really times in the game where they needed him to be phenomenal. And I just can't help but love what Arthur Smith is doing and what he's building. You talk about a trio of young guys, the quarterback in Desmond Ritter, the running back in Tyler Ajaer, and also the wide receiver in Drake London. Those guys were phenomenal this year in their rookie season. Um, When I look at Desmond Ritter, being able to play that last game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and, you know, did some things, rushed the football effectively when he had to scramble, but also made some throws with his arm. Uh, With his arm, I like his promise. The offensive line I think is intact. The only thing with the Falcons is that they got to get better defensively, especially guarding the pass and also rushing the passer. But I do think this is be a, this will be a playoff team next year.
2: I actually agree with Harry. I think the Falcons have a real shot at that, even though they were seven and ten, and, and by record that you know they're technically last in the South. Uh, the Bucs aren't going to have Brady back, in my opinion, next year. Uh, the Panthers had a nice run, but they still were 7-10 also. The Saints, I don't think, are good at all. So all the Falcons have to do is get a little bit better. I'm not sure that they won't have a different quarterback at some point in that process, but I think the Falcons can make the playoffs. Yeah, I like that one. All
4: right, next one up. Harry, you got to be very careful with your answer here. Harry. The Las Vegas Raiders. Are they going to make the playoffs next year after missing Harry. out this year?
3: No, they will not. I just don't see this in HD fashion. Um, we look at a guy like Josh McDaniels. Big facts. His second time around, and he wasn't phenomenal this year as a coach, to be honest. Now, granted, you know, Derek Carr running his offense didn't look comfortable at all until later in the the season. But they do have the pieces, but I'm worried about them from the defensive side of the ball as well. And this, is Josh McDaniels, is he going to be better next year than he was this year as a coach?
2: All I got to tell you is you just talked about the close games for the Falcons. We talk about lucky teams when we say they're not going to be as good next year. All I'm going to tell you is that no team in NFL history has lost more games at the end of, in walk-off fashion than the Raiders lost this year. No team in NFL history has blown more double-digit leads in the second half than the Raiders did this year. No team in NFL history has blown more halftime leads than the Raiders did this year. It was a very, very bad year for me. I still think they're going to make the playoffs next year because I've I, I got to have something to hope for. i got to have in, something. In the
3: AFC? No, in the AFC? Oh, clearly, that's a different, different ballgame in that clearly, conference.
2: Now. Look, all I need is a wild card, right? Like, all I need is a wild card <laughs> somehow, so I don't feel good about it. They're not going to make the playoffs. Son of a biscuit. Go ahead, Devin.
4: Mm. All right, next team up. <laughs> <laughs> so sad now. You're very sad. we got the New York Jets. Be careful for our producer, Evan, here.
3: I'm going to go, yes. I can actually see this. Clearly now the rain is gone. You look Sing. at that defense who was top-notch this season, uh, Quentin Williams and Sauce Gardner on the back end. I just love the way they play the the, uh, the game of uh, football at a very, very high level defensively. Now, offensively, they parted ways with Mike LaFleur. I'm interested to see who they're, who they're going to bring in. Also, from the quarterback position, who's going to be the guy that they bring in. I think whoever they do bring in at the quarterback position, though, it's going to be an upgrade over what they had this season in a very, 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 very great way.
2: I, I don't want to hurt anybody with math here, but you said yes to the Patriots. You said yes uh, just not to the Steelers, and you just said yes there to the Jets. That's all three of your wild cards. So that means you don't have the Ravens making the playoffs, the Chargers making the playoffs. Who knows uh, if Lamar's going to be there. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm just saying I think it's there's it's too stacked. It's too I mean, stacked. but
3: you picked but you picked the, the the Raiders to be, I did to that the out playoffs. of
2: just pure bias, Harry. Let me the- let me have something nice, all right? Like I'm trying to start the year off with lies, a little bit. Of lies, hope. lies, lies. trying to start the year off with a little bit. Of, you know what? We're going to go we're going to find out what your MMA skills are after this. Show. Like you, me, <laughs> we're we're rounding off back there. Like I don't even know what that means. Uh no, I don't see this one. Clearly at all dev you want to get one more yeah course? let's
4: do one more the denver broncos harry
3: oh no oh no 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 No! no. see this year the denver broncos i can't see i can't see this clearly because they let Russ cook and i went on first take and i said and i went on kjm and said that you know rust and burnt eggs eggs are one of the most simplest things that you can cook and they they allow Russ to cook now whoever comes in as the head coach take the stove whether it's a gas or electric take it out of Russ's house so he's not able to fix anything Give him some of those little microwave dinners Mm -hmm. so he can stick it in the microwave and warm his food up that way.
2: They should be handing Easy Mac right now to Russ and say, just stick to that. There's no way the Broncos are making the playoffs next year. Fitz and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection In one place, bundle and save at Progressive.com. All right, we'll get back to the NFL action, but LeBron, you got to hear what he said. He has no use for first-round picks. We'll tell you why and why that might have to change. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. Got NBA action tonight. The Lakers hosting the Mavericks. Coverage begins at 9.30 p.m. Eastern on select ESPN Radio stations. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. Going to get you caught up for that. Get you ready for all things NBA with our buddy who is on the call tonight, PJ Carlissimo, joining us. Always appreciate your time, PJ. Thanks for hanging out. It's interesting. We were talking about this during the break. Uh, Brian Winhorse has an article out on ESPN.com uh, basically pointing out that first-round picks are of no use to LeBron James, right? Like, in his 20-year career, James' team's drafted a player in the first round, only played him with James as a rookie five times total. And now you've got James uh, talking uh, to McMinniman about being sort of frustrated with where the Lakers are at. How are the Lakers supposed to address the now and the future in a way that keeps LeBron happy?
0: Well, they better address the now if they want to keep LeBron <laughs> I don't know about the future. Um, I don't want to say that LeBron is not concerned with the future, but uh LeBron's future is right now and he's still playing at a just a ridiculous level. I mean, he's playing so well, uh, it's scary. I mean he's just under thirty points, he's shooting over fifty percent. Uh he's not making threes, you know, he's at thirty, but I mean, he's just dominating night in and night out, and he's had to play so many games without A D. Um, Russell Westbrook is working out really well for them coming off the bench. I think Darvin Ham has done a remarkable job, you know, first year situation handling the people that he's had to handle. He's got three of the best players, uh, not just currently but in the history of the NBA, on one team, he, and his, a first year coach. He's done a great job. LeBron wants to win championships. I mean, that's you know, that's what separates the guys at his level. And he, you know, I don't want to say he doesn't care, and I'm certainly not going to put words in his mouth, but LeBron is about now and is about competing for a championship. And they're like a lot of the teams in the league. It's like the norm this year. Seems that, you know, more than half of the elite teams have missed their best or second best player for big chunks of the season. So there's so many teams, Lakers and Dallas both included. So you're not sure just how good they can be, how good their ceiling is. It would seem the Lakers need a little bit more, and I think that's what LeBron's talking about. And he doesn't want to hear about, well, we're not going to give up our first rounds for the future, you know, the future of the franchise. He wants to hear about pick up somebody that's going to make a difference and if AD gets healthy. And he and Russell continue to play the way they're playing. Thomas Bryant, by the way, is one of the most improved players in the league. You know, he feels with a little more help they can be Um, they can compete for a championship. Like, you look at it, they're 12th in the standings. But they're three and a half games out of fourth place in the West. So, I mean, the West is going to be like that, I think, for the rest of the way. You lose one and the team ahead of you or behind you, wins or loses. They get, you know, they leapfrog you or you go backwards. And it's, they're close and they've played a ton. I'm looking at games missed. LeBron's played 31. They've played 41 games. They're dead middle of the year right now. LeBron's played 31, AD's played 25, Russell, as he always does, has played 38, and you got three guys out for Dallas, Dorian Finney-Smith, Maxi Kleba, Josh Green haven't played for them, it seems like, forever, and, they're, and yet they're, you know, like, they're, they're fifth in the standings, so um, it's hard to evaluate, I hear what Wendy's saying, I read that article, there was two the one that where he talked to Dave McMenamin, and another one where he talked to Sam Amick, and LeBron said the same thing walking out of Sacramento. I think walking to the bus or the plane said, hey, we're about now. I don't want to hear about we're not giving up first-round picks to to be competitive. I want to be competitive now. And when you start with three of the best players in the league, I know two of them are in the latter parts of their career, but they can can play. Russell Westbrook can still really play. Uh, LeBron obviously is still one of the best players in the league. When AD's healthy, he was playing extremely well when he was healthy, but that's always the big, uh, when with, uh, AD.
3: And coach, I want to focus on the Dallas Mavericks. When you look at their team and you look at the organization as well, what kind of pressure is on the front office to get Luca, uh, Robin to his Batman?
0: Well, I think, uh, there is and it. And the way Jalen Brunson is playing in New York, um, puts a little more pressure on him and saying, man, we had this guy. He was great. You know, uh, I don't know the who and the why and the contracts and all that stuff, but I'll tell you what, when they're healthy, we I was shocked. Kesty and I did that entire series last year, Phoenix-Dallas. It was like neither one could win on the road. They were getting killed game two. We went to Dallas. They went to We go back. I never thought there'd be a game seven, and no one in their right mind ever thought game seven would go the way it went last year. So Dallas is close. I think when they have, Dorian Finney-Smith, Maxi Kleba, who p- people don't realize what a good defensive player he is. Last year, this team was fourth in field goal percentage. They're not close to that this year, and, and Kleba not playing is a big factor. And Josh Green, in terms of his athleticism, makes a big difference, too. So Luca's had to be Luca squared. I mean, Lucas has been ridiculous. He and Jokic are playing so well right now that he's had to carry them. I think... They're a good team. I think they're competitive with the teams in the West. The, the advantage that Denver and Memphis had, they've been healthier. They've, they've weathered some injuries, too. But now Jamal Murray looks like Jamal Murray that we're used to seeing. The Grizz have you know most of their guys back. They played a long way um, without Jaron Jackson Jr. So I, I think they, they've been the two best teams to this point in the West. But a little bit has to do with health. A little bit has to do with the, their, their playing that well. Uh, ja, Ja and uh, Nikola Jokic are in the, the MVP mix also. So, But I, I think Dallas is close. I think when they're healthy, they're close. They showed last year they can play um, defense and win. Right now they're not defending near the level they did last year. I, I was looking at stats. I had no idea. How's this for two stats? The Lakers are number two in the league in paint points. Dallas is 30. The Lakers are number five in the league in fast break points. Dallas is 30. Dallas plays at the slowest pace in the league but they're effective doing it more so when they defend well, and that's what they're missing right now, I think, with those three guys not being on the roster.
2: Coach, i got to ask you sort of a spirit of the NBA question because you just mentioned Jokic, and it has me thinking about the fact that now he's the favorite for MVP at Caesars, and you're talking about somebody that's a two-time – I mean, uh, this doesn't happen. Three straight MVPs doesn't happen. What does the league need to do to make him the same sort of star that the league has done a great job of making other dynamic players?
0: They need to put more of their games on TV, and, that, and that's a cheap shot at the league. For all I know, they're they're we have them on a ton. All you gotta do is watch him play. I mean, I watched him again last night. I watched games getting ready for this one. Um, you know, they just they just took care of them coming into this game. He completely dominates every game he's on. Almost every single offensive play goes through him. Um, he's such a great passer. Uh, I mean, he's arguably the best passing center in the history of the league. I mean, I thought Vlade was unbelievable years ago. Sabonis was really good. I'm sure I'm slighting some other guys. But, I mean, there hasn't been anybody better than this guy. He shoots threes. He's a competitor. He rebounds. His numbers are absolutely off the charts. All you got to do is see him. Uh, It's You know, it's with with Luke, I remember I heard so much about Luke. I was sick of hearing about this guy, guy, (laughs) this kid, before he came over. I'm in China that year for the NBA games, and Dallas is playing, and it took like two and a half minutes of the first quarter, and I went, wow, he is that good. Same thing, if you know basketball and you watch Jokic play, you understand how there's a chance he's going to be a three-time consecutive MVP. He's, He's unbelievable. He's just a great, great basketball player, and he's a lot of fun to watch the way he plays.
2: Well, uh, what I know is that you're our forever MVP. We appreciate you hanging out with us. You can hear him on the call tonight. Obviously, we got the Mavs, Lakers, uh, P.J. Carlissimo. Coach, appreciate your time. Thanks for hanging out with
0: us. All right, Fitz. Harry, great being with you guys. Thank you. Don't forget, to tune in.
2: NBA Action Tonight. Coverage begins at 9.30 p.m. Eastern on Select. ESPN radio station. It's going to be an incredible game, obviously. Anytime you can watch Luca, it is always worth it. In the meantime, everyone's having a conversation about Dak Prescott's turnover problem. We're going to tell you why one AFC quarterback needs that same energy next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio.
0: Fitz and Harry, the podcast. One, two, three, 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 three.
2: He's a magic it almost reinforces to me that that side of Josh Allen can exist. I think Josh Allen has the real opportunity to change the entire narrative on him this uh, postseason. We can change everything we think about Josh Allen, but Harry, right now, uh, because we've seen him push the ball today, now I think about combining that with what you talked about from the playoffs a couple of years ago, I think it's fair to have just a little tiny inkling seed of doubt. Josh Allen.
4: Three hours later...
2: It's just curious to me that in a world where we want to always focus on certain quarterbacks and certain teams and the pressure around them, somehow we're not even acknowledging the Bills and Josh Allen as part of that conversation. I think we should be. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and your smart speakers. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, presented by Progressive Insurance. AC, hear me out. Like, we came into this year saying, man, the Bills went out. I know Von Miller's not with the team now, but after the acquisition of Von Miller, it was like, well, now this has got to be it. Like, this is the moment this team's going to take over. And we've seen moments of greatness from Buffalo this year. But we've also seen, like, what moments. Like, we've seen the whole, like, do what moments over and over again at times in the last six weeks defensively and offensively with Josh Allen particularly pushing the ball. I think it's okay to acknowledge that the Bills are built to try and win a Super Bowl right now. Like That should be coming with some of the expectation around the team.
3: Yeah, 100%. And when you look at a guy like Josh Allen, who we all know is phenomenal at the quarterback position, can do it with his arm, can do it with his legs, and just that bravado of doing any and everything that he can for his team to get a victory – Um, has been tremendous for the Buffalo Bills, but it's also been a downside to them as well. And Josh Allen is phenomenal versus man coverage, but you also have the numbers that show him that he hasn't been so great versus zone coverage when teams make him methodically work the football down the field versus giving up the home run play. Um, Those are some of the things I think that can, you know, tend to hurt the Buffalo Bills. And you look at the game against the New England Patriots this past weekend, and they needed two, you know, kickoff returns from Naheem Hines to secure that win. Now, granted, Josh Allen made two throws in that game that were phenomenal to one to Stephon Diggs, the other one to John Brown. But in the end of the day, if it wasn't for those two kickoff returns, we don't know if the Buffalo Bills would have won that football game Um, at the end. Now, granted, they had to deal with the situation with DeMar Hamlin as well. Of course. And that being their first game. But we're we're going off an entire season in the sample size that we do have. And I also look back at, you know, 2000 and 20 when Josh Allen played in a, a, a ASC championship game against Patrick Mahomes and I seen in that game Josh Allen take unnecessary sacks. I seen I seen in that game Josh Allen miss throws. I also seen him turn the football over and basically was one of the main reasons why that team didn't get a chance to advance to the Super Bowl and was beaten by Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Now the flip side of that I will and I will continue to say this. Josh Allen is one of the main reasons and not the main reason that the Buffalo Bills are even in the situation that they are in and that they even have a chance. But when it's not going good for Buffalo, usually Josh Allen is at the forefront of that.
2: Yeah, well, this is not about the ability to make the play because he's one of the few quarterbacks I can look at and say, oh my God, yeah, Like this is a guy that you want, that you are going to feel confident, keeps you in every single football game. In the playoffs, it's going to be particularly not just about winning the game for your favorite team, but also not losing the game for your favorite team and there's certainly been a couple of times this year that we've all looked around and thought well Josh is better than that and I go back to the beginning of the season Harry because I remember the first game of the year Ken Dorsey the new offensive coordinator was getting the ball out of Josh's hands faster nobody seemed to have an answer for it felt like in the beginning of the season things were really clicking for them I'm not sure that there isn't a rut not just from Josh Allen's standpoint but maybe even from the play calling and coaching standpoint because it just feels like things aren't as easy and I know I say this all the time, but like the eye test, you talk about the eye test. Look, I'm not smart enough to sit there and say, well, this wasn't easy because the receiver went here or the corner did that. Like I'm not going to pretend to be you know, smart enough like you are to do that stuff. But I am smart enough to watch a football game and say, man nothing looks easy right now. And there have certainly been times over the last month where Buffalo's found ways to win, but I've also watched the entire process and thought, golly, it doesn't look as smooth as it looked earlier in the year. And that seems to play that plays out in the postseason more often than not.
3: Well, I also think when I'm when I'm looking at the Buffalo Bills from an offensive standpoint, Fitz. I'm, I'm saying to myself, okay. I think from a scheme standpoint and a play design standpoint they can make things more difficult for a defense. And I actually like early on in the game versus the Cincinnati Bengals, the the little bit of that game that we did did see. We seen Stephon Diggs go to the left side of the field and motion over to the right side of the, uh, of the formation, right? And now he ended up on a linebacker, right? Doing little things like that, letting your receivers be in a stacked formation, shifting, motioning. Given, making the defense be honest and making the defense defend every single bit of your offense and having to think on the fly, I think that's a part of the game. We see other offenses out here, and Kyle Shanahan does a phenomenal job of it. Uh, I think Arthur Smith does a phenomenal job of it down in Atlanta where pre-snap defensively, if you're not on your P's and Q's, you're gonna be embarrassed, basically, because you have to make sure you stay honest. You make you have to make sure you read your keys. And when I'm looking at the Buffalo Bills from an offensive standpoint, they don't do a lot of those things. They're more so relying on the you know the guy' gift abilities from 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 the skill position players.
2: All right, Ryan in Texas wants to chime in. Thanks for calling the show, Ryan. What you got, man? Thanks for hanging out with us.
3: Hey, enjoying it, loving the
1: show. Thanks. Hey, I, y'all talked about Lamar. I caught it as I was coming in from lunch. My thought is I think Lamar's kind of making sure he doesn't get rg 3 And, you know, RG3's only 32 years old. He's a great colleague of y'all's. But who says if he doesn't get hurt, he's still not in the league in a starter. I think Lamar's making the right decision.
2: Now, well, look, and, 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 also, and, I,
3: and I'll say this really quick, though, Fitz, mm-hmm. because RG3 was in Baltimore with Lamar Jackson. So those two guys do have a uh, nice relationship. And I don't know if they talk off camera. I mean – um, Still to this day, but I know you know they they do they do have a relationship, and I'm pretty sure they talk, but I don't yeah. know how often they do, and, right. and that is something to think about when you have a guy in RG three who was in the quarterback room with you, and you know his career could have been better than what it was if it wasn't for a certain injury. So I I do think that's a great point that he brings up.
2: Yeah, Ryan, that is a great call. And honestly, I'd never really thought about it until you just said it. But one thing that, Harry, you talked about when it comes to Tua is, like, who's around you and who's helping you make decisions in life and who's sort of in your close network? And we both know this from life, not even just in radio, but in life when you're trying to make it whatever you're doing. Like, you got to have people around you that give you advice in situations it is absolutely fair to presume that RG3 and Lamar continue to have some sort of conversation contact. And even if they don't just seeing what RG3 was going through and hearing that in the quarterback room and talking about that and the, the views of the league because of it, like it's fair to look at that. And I hadn't thought about the connect and say, okay, that's another reason why Lamar look at it, might look at it and say, you know what guys, I'm good, I'm going to make sure that I'm hundred percent or as close to hundred percent as I can be.
3: Yeah. Cause you don't want to go out there, man, with a PCL injury and, you know, you're not feeling like you're yourself. And next thing you know, God forbids anything happens to him. But, you know, Lamar is going to be able to make that decision. But uh, I thought he didn't make the right one starting the season. That was to go out there and play. Now, I never tell a man what he wants to do and the decision he makes. He makes that. But from my perspective, I thought he should have held out until he got compensated the way he wanted to get compensated.
2: Yeah, well, I have no problem in a world where teams look out for teams – Players got to look out for players, right? Like that's just that's just part of the way of the business of it. And uh, we'll see how it plays out. One thing I know is that every single time uh, Lamar or uh, Coach Harbaugh speaks, we end up talking about it. So I'm sure there will be more breaking news on this tomorrow. And we will keep you up to date with every single ounce of what's coming as it happens. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. Stick around. Kenny and Carlin coming up next. Thanks for hanging out with us today.